Hitting record now. Oh, okay. Same, same here. Oh, Jared, failure. Look at you. I thought you'd for sure have some bare, bare chested boys ready to go. Both of you. Oh, yeah. Failures, uh, celebrating uh, the ghost in the darkness still. That's over. Considering oh, I was um, sitting on my chair watching a movie and then, no, go time now, roll out, movie time, podcast. With your dick out. Oh, right? yeah, them little watching boys. Watching sleepers again with no pants on. Oh, I've watched this movie so many times. <laughs> Disgust me. Cue the trailer for Sleepers, and uh, then we'll get into it. You read The Count of Monte Cristo lately? I read a little bit of it every night. I read words like revenge, sweet lasting revenge. I don't want you getting in any trouble. Come on, Father, you know I never do. That's all I wish for you and your friends. That's it? That's it, nothing else, I swear. Four friends raised in a legacy of crime. Everybody says this place comes for jobs. Who is everybody? You think running for King Benny's a good idea? Huh? Pays. A lot of things, Pay. Not like this. But when a childhood prank resulted in an accident. The court hereby sentences you to no less than one year at the Wilkinson Home for Boys. The punishment. You gotta have rules and you gotta have you gotta discipline. Was far more than they deserved. It's a lot of power to have a little boy, isn't it? I don't want anybody to know. So might as well not even talk about it. The truth stays with us. Years later, they bound together. He went in there and he asked for the case. Now you tell me, what the hell kind of friend is that? In a pact to avenge those who destroyed their innocence. You still sleep with the light on? What are you saying, Mike? It's payback time. It's our time. I don't think you know the meaning of rules. Rules! You understand? We need somebody to take the stand. So you figured if you had a priest, it would be perfect. Not just any priest. This is a murder case. I am afraid that I'll make a mistake. And you'll go down for the dirt nap. No one knows if I did this information. And I mean nobody. How did you get it? It fell into my lap. Priest wouldn't lie. Am I right? Has anyone ever questioned your word before today? No, but there's a first time for everything. Based on the controversial bestseller. Disgust me. Were you really watching a movie? I was watching no. Thinner, you jackasses. The man had a week to watch it. And he... <laughs> no, I specifically said this is going to put me in a great mood. I'm going to do it right before we tape. <laughs> no, we do it now. <laughs> At least you got the deep dive on, on sleepers, though, right? I mean, you're ready for this one. Oh, I'm prepared to hate the fuck out of this movie for the <laughs> mood that I'm in right now. Go ahead. Take it away, Hyro. This is your show. Sleepers. How is this my show? This is your genre, as we've already established. Going way <laughs> back to, I don't know what episode, but uh, whenever you threw a hissy fit that we didn't cover White Squall, uh, this is Bound was the makeup call for striptease. This is the makeup call for, for White Squall. Bare chested boys. It's all you, buddy. Okay. So welcome to Sober Cinema. It's time for some uh, pedophilia, I guess. He's doing Whatever a bang you... up job so far. <laughs> uh, look, look at him freeze up, Jared. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm hosting. This, I'm... What is the name of the show? We'll start with that. <laughs> I'm thrown <laughs> off by, <laughs> by Jared's like backbiting <laughs> screen that he's got going on. I don't know what the hell that That's is. That shakes, man. That shakes. Oh, he's oh, got shakes, the shakes is... all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You beat me to it. You know, I was I completely for I mean, you see the cast and you, you see like how it's star studded. 
But, you know, you've got a John Williams score here. You've got, like, Barry Levinson directing. Like, they really wanted this to be a hit. I can't believe like, you want... went with uh, John Williams for the score over, you know, Brad Pitt. Well, the cast, I mean, is, I mean, it's right up front. Like, the, the John Williams thing is a little more buried. The rapes you know, are so. brilliantly scored. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, from top, I mean, you got Dustin Hoffman here as, like, the bumbling lawyer, De Niro, all these cats, man. And it's, wh- who is this going after? It's just like, this really exemplifies the era that we're in, where they think that this is going to be, like, this monster hit still. Well, it was it was based on a best-selling, um, I guess some would say, novel, uh, even though it was uh, heavily marketed as a true story. Uh, I believe uh, I read some trivia that depending on which copy of the film, I guess whichever video release uh, you had, that the uh, little post-credit uh, was different. <laughs> they sort of hemmed and hawed as far as like, well, the author says this is true, and who's to say? But, uh, uh, you know, the... Uh, the courts of New York, um, I guess any sort of boys' homes, there's like no record of any of this or any crime like this happening. So uh, I do yeah. think it's probably a product of its time as far as it was a popular book. There was a... We burn the rape files every seven years. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. We uh, throw those which out. Is, no reason it to is keep a, those. a plot point in the film, right, Jared? That's why Brad Pitt is able to do... Like, he's able to throw the fight as this uh, assistant district attorney because there's no Nobody record of him knows. ever being. Yeah, no one knows that he was ever uh, manhandled uh, in the uh, the rough trade by uh, Kevin Bacon. Oh, God. Um, I love that it, right before he's about to die, he actually tries to save himself. I tried to toughen you boys up <laughs> right in the ass. <laughs> this is amazing. Hello. It's been a long time. Fuck you guys. Hey. Who the fuck asked you to sit down? I thought you'd be happy to see us. I, I guess I was wrong. You know, I thought you'd do a lot better, you know? You know, with all that training, all that time you put in, just to end up watching someone else's money. That seems like a waste. I'm asking you after the last time what the fuck you want. Why don't you take your time? It'll come to you. I can see how you might forget us. Yeah. You know, we were just something for you and your friends to play with. It's a little harder for us to forget. You gave us so much more to remember. Can't quite place this, can you, Chief? Let me help you out. You're looking at John Riley and Tommy Marcano. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That was a long time ago. So how you been? Yeah, we ain't kids now. Yeah. So what do you want? What I've always wanted is to watch you die. Oh. You ordered the meatloaf. Brisket's really good here, only you'll never know it. You fucked up. Nah, you were scared little pricks. Both of yous. All of yous. 
scared shitless, but I, I tried to make you tough. I tried to make you hard. Oh, I had you all wrong then, though. So all this time I thought you just liked fucking and beating up little boys. You two motherfuckers are going to burn in hell. You're going to burn in hell. Yeah, after you. <laughs> Did that hurt, Nox? Is he is he talking about like building like sphincter calluses? What is he talking about? Hyro. Yeah, Come I on. mean, yeah, I'm just. <laughs> this is why he too far. <laughs> oh, so that's too far. Okay. I try to lateral you the ball, and you fucking <laughs> kick it out the... <laughs> from the podcast that brought you dragon balls across rocks on an island. This is too far. Okay. That's one of our better episodes, sir. I love it. I mean, it's a classic. You have to work your way into it. Sphincter calluses. We're we're still working on appetizers. (laughs) Jesus Christ, man. Like, I'm asking you just to set the scene. You're like, yeah, this has got a lot of movie stars in it. I won't name any of them. You figure it out. (laughs) Uh, What do you This is a movie podcast? (laughs) Where was I going with this? Uh, Either one of you remember, uh, I never read it. Um, Is it like a, a million little pieces? Uh, happened probably about 15 years ago. It's all yeah, I remember the was the Oprah. Oprah. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you got Jared. I just know that Oprah with her book club had this, like, I guess a memoir of a guy's uh, substance abuse problems. And then when some other journalists start digging in saying, there's no record of him ever being in the state or this crime taking place. <laughs> and then Oprah brought him back on basically just to lecture him for an hour of television. That's, that's all I'm, I'm aware of sleepers. I think was a similar theme except, you know, because, uh, Oprah didn't take a shine to it. I guess no one really investigated too much further, but it was like sort of a buzzy uh, book that was getting a quick turnaround to film. And yes, has quite the cast, Hiro. Uh, Robert De Niro playing <laughs> not a totally convincing uh, basketball playing priest. I, I got some Irishman, I, Irishman I, vibes off those scenes. Hey, I got notes down about his basketball shot. All right, like all right, it looks bad. It looks bad. The it, 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 doesn't shot. <laughs> it doesn't help that the voiceover is like, yeah, he's a priest you can play ball with. I'm like, I don't know. It looks like he's trying to pick up kids on the court. It's like, yeah, I play a little b-ball too. Look at this boy. It's like, it looks like he has someone who's never touched. Yes. <laughs> Any, he's staring at the basketball related. as he dribbles. You know, he's, he's that just, guy. Uh, like He's mad. He's jealous of the boy's home. <laughs> but he didn't get his piece. <laughs> My territory. <laughs> Missed his shot. Missed his window, Jared. Yeah. Uh, he did manage to make Philip Seymour Hoffman from Alonke Polly look like a professional player. Even though Philip Seymour Hoffman is supposed <laughs> to be really bad in that, he still looks way more comfortable uh, shooting shooting the rock there. Um, when you yell, right, let so, it rain, that really helps it out. You know what I mean? The the, the entire... Uh, no, the physique, too. Yeah. All of it. The hair. Yes. Yeah. Great. Um, had either one of you seen this before? I'm going to say Jared, probably not. No, never. Oh, yes. So I actually own a, a DVD of this. I'm not quite comfortable. Oh, yeah. that. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> so you, you were talking about like this whole 96, you know, speed up with the book. I read the book and I had the DVD. Whoa, the you, DVD is fucking... so old. It's the kind you have to flip halfway. Oh, That's the how I watch this clip on the side to like keep it in the case. Is it got the, you know, like the little latch on some yeah. of those older DVDs? Yeah. What are you doing? Like slow playing us? Then you're just I, I say, I'm just hey, let it go. This, like building this a scene. Your bag hosts yeah, the show, yeah, yeah. and you're like, this movie is named Sleepers. 
It has people in it. Pocket now aces. <laughs> I mean, oh, you want me to go fast. I read the book. <laughs> so you complain when I draw it out, but then you complain when I hit the gas and with the sphincter muscles and, the, and all that. Like, what do you I'm want not even me? read the Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> like, which one do you want? Do you want it fast or slow, Mike? Let's let's just tell it in chronological. If only the boys had that choice. <laughs> Thank, hey! you Thank you for somebody hits the fastball. Yeah, pitching machine, baby. All right, so wait. When you say you read the book, is that because you were such a fan of the film, or you were just uh, you were just hip, uh, checked into uh, pop culture at the time that you were aware of the book before the film was even? Made? I, I I think that this is one of those things that was getting a lot of buzz about this big cast coming up. But this is like the premiere magazine era, you know, right. when I was like very heavy into this is like. Right after Pulp Fiction and, you know, Premiere Magazine was the hit thing. And they were talking about this movie and that everybody was latching themselves on. De Niro, you know, uh, Pitt and all these cats uh, get, latching onto this. I was like, what is this book about? So I went and got the book and read it. And, okay, you know, it's... Good it's, time? Um, it's pretty close to what's on the screen. <laughs> it's a little more descriptive, mm. obviously, in prose. Mm. Um it's not Lady Chatterley's uh, Lover or nothing like that, but uh, I'm sure it's a, a heavily dog-eared copy that you have there. <laughs> Some of the pages are stuck together, but it's okay. <laughs> you know, I I, uh, I, I jest, uh, but uh, I, I for the most part like this movie. There's a little bit of cheesiness to it that I'm leaning into. That must be the director Barry Levinson, because I think he comes from comedies primarily, right? Diner, I think, is one. Um, I know he was like big at this time, but I think he's just one of those guys that kind of like Rob Reiner uh, dropped off. Yeah, Rain Man, Bugsy, Wag the Dog. So yeah, Bugsy's um, a movie I really liked. I I've never seen that one. Um, but the, the um, I guess my biggest problem with the movie, and I'm Jer- I know Jared's gonna fucking hate this, uh, is the sort of bookend sequences of like the the boys here, like. I guess do whopping like in their childhood oh days, God, like you and then like that. No, no, no. I'm saying it's <clears throat> something that I can see from the director's other movies. Like if you go to Donner, <laughs> it's kind of like a uh, '50s version of High Fidelity, where it's a bunch of dudes arguing over music. Mm-hmm. And I felt like what <laughs> Barry Levinson really liked is like we've got to work in more of this music. This is music from my childhood. We've got to have it. And I don't know if I'm comfortable with spoiler alert for Sleepers that after they pull off this grand revenge plot against their uh these sexual predators their abusers from their youth uh that when they get together and drink they start singing songs from their childhood as well and it goes into like kind of freeze frame of all the characters it's it's a little (laughs) fast times at ridgemont high without johnny was shot to death (laughs) in an alley exactly (laughs) (laughs) that's what i'm saying jared the revenge stuff i'm all about I, I like this sort of long, slow simmer uh, that Brad Pitt's like, okay, now that our two, um, I guess the 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 rougher edged kids, the one that fell into drugs and crime, now they've literally fired the 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 gun to say oh, we're <laughs> off to the races. Now I've got this whole master plan, this sort of Kaiser Soze like thing, uh, to take all of them down. I like that for the most part. I don't know if I like that Jason Patrick as uh, our lead character here. Uh, he's he's a little you know, little little stoic for for my taste, but uh, for the most part, I, I like it. I like the actual story itself. Um, I don't know if I like some of the stylistic tendencies. We also have like this weird sequence where they cut to 
think they just call him Fat Man, right? Like I love that guy. dude. Yeah. But, uh, Fat Mancho. Too too many voiceovers, and there's like one segment for like five minutes where he's just talking about like justice on the streets, and I'm like, yeah, we we fucking know. We've seen a man executed in a diner, and now the whole neighborhood's covering it up. We got it. We... Shit's two and a half hours long. I got it. <laughs> I understand. All right, Jade. How much did you hate this? I didn't hate it, but again, <laughs> like you said, there are stylistic points that I, I wrote down to your other point. The song that they sang at the end was gayer than anything that happened. Walk like a man, is that what it was? <laughs> gayer singing, than being raped by other men. That's singing what Frankie Valley <laughs> at the top of your lungs. Jesus, man, what's wrong with you? Uh, gayer than being raped. It mm. uh, is just too long. I mean, I do respect the tonal shift that you get. <laughs> it was from, hey, let's do some hot dogs and play street ball to straight to rape. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> what the hell am I watching? But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's two and a half hours. There's like 40 minutes where they're uh, being the little Guido rascals uh, in New York. <laughs> Guido rascals. Let's repeat that for the, for the audience. Oh, so. Bobby. <laughs> That part was too long. Other than that, though, you know, it's a very uh, complex uh, revenge plot that I can always respect. You know, like to Mike's point about the uh, about the, you know, I didn't even think about it, but that, you know, they repeat the same note over and over again about the streets. Like, and they also repeat the same note about like the beating of the wife, like Bruno Kirby. Like, how many scenes do we get of him like just whipping her ass? (laughs) Like, okay, got it. You know, dad was a little heavy handed with the with the belt. To, to what end as well? Because you, right. you, would, you would assume that, because um, that's primarily focused on the Jason Patrick character when he's younger, uh, it's mainly his perspective um, that this would color the direction that his life goes. Like, this is, okay, this is how justice is meted out. Like, there's no problem when your wife, I don't know, doesn't bring you the mashed potatoes when you ask that you whip out the belt, that that's what happens. And I suppose they're saying that he went, the other direction that the way he dealt with the trauma is uh that he's going to talk to people but he seems somewhat hesitant to jump all in i guess to you know responding in kind like the billy crudup character and ron elder I, th- I think that scene's fantastic by the way i think the killing of kevin bacon when they meet him as an adult uh i love that entire sequence uh i, I love uh how elder plays it where it's like it, when he goes in the bathroom and to collect himself when he he knows he's going to kill this guy like he kind of becomes like a kid again in the mirror, and then you know he he handles himself uh, accordingly. I'll do something, chief. Not right now. Enjoy the rest of your meal.
but Jason Patrick is our main character. Like he even has the big scene where he reveals to the priest played by Robert De Niro when they ask this ultimate favor that they need they need him to provide the alibi. They need him to lie on the stand for their friends that <laughs> clearly killed this guy in front of other witnesses and they need him to place them somewhere else. Uh in that sequence they make a directing choice to sort of fade away from him telling like his sort of greatest mentor and this childhood friend played by Mary Driver, they kind of fade out from him delivering the words. And I think that goes to what you're saying, Hiro. Like we've kind of repeated what's happened so many times at that point. I think they knew that the audience is kind of bored with it. <laughs> Even though it's like the most traumatic thing that could possibly happen to a child. They've already had too many voiceovers explaining that, that that was the night that we lost our childhood. I think that that particular night happens, I don't know, three or four times, Jared, that we get that voiceover saying something to that effect. Uh, there's so many that I lost count. Like <laughs> You become jaded to child rape is what you're saying. The the main revenge plot is is fine. The there's a bit of convolution with the uh the not Kevin Bacon players that uh, that they had to deal with, I guess, for lack of a better term. Do you believe a, a guy who worked there to, that comes to be a character witness to uh, a pederast, who is a, a pederast himself, uh, do you think if he's attacked, I guess if you want to call it that way, by, as Hyro put him as a bumbling, drunken attorney played by Dustin Hoffman, does he just break down and admit to all of his sins? That was probably the most flimsy part for me. Uh, why don't you just perjure yourself instead of admit, admitting to uh, raping children? <laughs> I feel like <laughs> that's less <laughs> damning. Yeah. The judge, when he gets off the uh, stand, the judge is like, hey, uh, you may not want to go anywhere. There's going to be some people that want to ask you some hey, more questions. some more questions <laughs> yeah. that we need to follow up on. <laughs> yeah, what's the, what's the, uh, the penalty for perjury as compared to the penalty to for five years. hard rape of children? Yeah, just lie. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I actually looked this up legally. Like, there's a statute of limitations for um, underage child abuse because I was wondering. I was like, well, could he get in trouble for this? Like, Jerry's checking up for himself there. <laughs> no, believe me. All the women that I have relations with have multiple children and are <laughs> of childbearing age. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't like the idea, Jared, of you looking that up on any sort of advice. Like, hey, hey, hey. How long before this rolls off? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you can't explain to Google that I'm doing research for a movie. You just, <laughs> just type it in. His Amazon recommendations are going to be really special <laughs> for Christmas. Don't this look at God damn it. Don't I've look at the, the way I look. <laughs> <laughs> don't judge uh, a book by its better cover. <laughs> Some of the casting choices. Oh, great. 73% on Rotten Tomatoes on this one. 85 from the audience, I think. I don't understand that. I would not think this is, would be any sort of crowd pleaser. This is a downer of a movie. Yeah. Which is, is it a downer? Why they had to end it that way, I think. <laughs> I know you didn't like the ending, but uh, you can't really have them like shaking at the end like, I just hope the nightmares end at some point. <laughs> You've got... I, thought, I mean, it, they... Yes, it's about kitty rape, and yes, it's about all this stuff, but it's also about sort of the bond like that you form as a child. I would think that you and uh, you and your crew, Jared, would be uh, sort of firmly entrenched and could see yourselves in these boys, right? You know, you've got these friends you've, you've that got you've had since childhood. No, you, I, you see yourself in the boys. I know you I'm, I'm pleading the fifth, Your Honor. But not only do you see yourself in that. a boy, you, you could probably see... Like that bonding, 
maybe some of the trauma. I don't know what your background is like, but you we know. we would be the people that someone was getting revenge on. We were not the people that were taking revenge out on someone. Oh, wait, wait, so you were the oh. kitty rapist? Are you yeah, saying you're the like, kitty rapist? No, that's I why I, did, I didn't hold say on. that we would be the rapers. I'm saying that my friends have videotaped someone having sex before. <laughs> With consent? I don't know about that. <laughs> see, see how easy it is to ruin the whole case. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Pitt. Got nothing for you on no, that. No, I do oh. not recall. Just <laughs> <laughs> say I don't know, man. Oh God Almighty, this went off the rails. Um, it's been one of our best episodes. Jared seeing himself as that of a boy. I, I was gonna say, I, I think off. this is one of the few times we're actually very specifically still on point when it comes to the plot this is all about child rape <laughs> pay it the respect it deserves yeah, yeah. It, it takes so bound we just go off the rails we don't want to talk about the the sexy aspects of bound but well, when it comes to this movie we're locked and loaded oh, what do you mean we we don't want to talk about the sexy aspects? We, I, I, pre- I prepared a buffet for you two and you all shrugged because you say, had a hard-on for sleepers you were ready to move on to the next teach, thing something teach, you uh, scolded us the entire episode of <laughs> exactly that i didn't uh, walk in with an erection let's talk about boobies <laughs> you're not giving me enough wood <laughs> i will say one Quoted creative from um, michael denniston I was I hoping that the uh, original hot dog stand owner was at the end of the movie. <laughs> that was the twist of the movie. <laughs> what, do you want to see him standing there with a gun? Like, he just <laughs> My hot dog stand! <laughs> Jason Patrick. <laughs> 30 years later, the real revenge of the movie. <laughs> there you go. That I didn't, the uh, <clears throat> did either one of you find like a, you know Ebert or uh, Siskel's take on this? Because it's as far as the top critics, there's actually not as much love. Now, the performances in Sleepers are uniformly fine, but the movie is meaningless. There are a lot of colorful, macho bonding moments that are glorified, like some long beer ad that we're watching. Sexual abuse in prison is a bad thing, of course, and it's condemned, but so what? Sleepers simply argues for lethal revenge, but not very thoughtfully. It's a colorful con game, and the passion and the soul and the bravura filmmaking of Scorsese's similarly themed Mean Streets haunts every shot in this picture sleepers for me is phony thumbs down well i agree with a lot of what you said i'm giving you a thumbs up because i felt the performances and the drama of the movie do work on that level but i disagree with you that it's meaningless i think it has meanings that i disagree with and here are a couple of them first of all basically that guard gets the death penalty he's shot dead because of sexual abuse they're saying that there's nothing worse than uh, a homosexual rape and, and and if you don't if you doubt that play the movie back and the kids were only beaten but not abused, and then see how the murder would play. It wouldn't work the same way. Well, These people are all course. homophobic in the movie. Secondly, there's not a moment's line of dialogue or a moment's scene to establish the fact that Robert De Niro's character would do what he does on the stand. Uh, uh, that's true. And that, is, that goes, flies totally in the face then, of everything he believes but in. But then I have one question, and people listening to you now have another mm-hmm. question, the same question. Why are you endorsing the picture? Uh, because, although I disagree with it on ideological grounds, and I also believe, by the way, it's not really based on a true story, because oh. I give it three stars, because as a movie, you get your money's worth, because of those great performances. No, no, Rod, think of Rod, Gassman. What are you, don't think you, don't of tell me, you don't have to tell think me. I, just, I like it's, the performance. There's a lot of good but stuff insert, in the movie. Insert, I just said so. But, Roger, that's the polite three-star review that I think is the death of it film is, criticism. It is. It's a polite three-star review. You're right, Gene. It's not the death of film criticism. You gotta be I just tougher. did some film criticism. You gotta be tougher. Not that really. Okay. I think there's only 13 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, seems pretty high. I my memory of it was that it was like one of those Oscar contenders that disappointed the critics because I don't remember it getting uh, too much runway after after its release. But Ebert gave it three uh, stars. <clears throat> I could be wrong on that one. I've not read it. it though. Pass, I guess this thing made 165 million worldwide. Seems that'll, pretty good. Probably that'll never happen. Thailand. Right? <laughs> A movie about this subject matter? No way. <laughs> we, may, we may very well have listeners in Thailand, goddammit. <laughs> I'm sorry! <laughs> I apologize! <laughs> Send your boy out of the room! <laughs> well, another good movie on Sober Cinema that we have no respect for. You know, I just edited the train spotting episode today. Barely any mention of trains, like any of the events in train spotting. We really got hung up on. Uh, a guy borrowing a sex tape, uh, which is during <laughs> World War II, uh, something that we kind of know a little bit about among friends, mm-hmm. uh, and then said friend, upon losing sex tape, getting AIDS. <laughs> like, yeah. if, if you listen to our... I've thought about reaching out to other people, like other podcasters, and sending them early cuts of Sober Cinema, only under the, the premise that they've not seen the film that we're talking about, and then them, like at the end of the episode, say, I think this movie is about x y and z based on this material and train oh, that'd be, would be an interesting experiment that yeah. would be an, an aids melodrama <laughs> with, with no comedy whatsoever especially in philadelphia <laughs> <laughs> wasn't there like a big uh I, I i gotta listen back to it but it wasn't there a big thing about uh the the, the girl's age or whatever the that uh... was you oh okay yeah. <laughs> You can you can ask Kyle. You don't have to go out of the o- house. <laughs> he was on the, the recording. Love. <laughs> I forgot it already. Yeah. It's already in your head. You sick fuck. <laughs> oh, all right. That's enough of that. Four gladiators. Worst quartet to ever hold a Hell's Kitchen corner, swear to God. Yeah, but what was that name that Shakes wanted no, no, to call? No, 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 the genius one to call the Count and his Crystals. Nice! <laughs> <laughs> that was so sweet, isn't it? Man, that was an album. We weren't that bad. We weren't that bad. I mean, some people wanted to hear us sing. Yeah, yeah the kids at the deaf school don't count. <laughs> <laughs> One song for Carol. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. no I retired a long time. Come on, you must. D- wait, wait, wait. Don't you guys have to go and shoot somebody? <laughs> no. No, we always got time for a song. Just kidding, you know what I'm saying? What, anybody? You pick it, Mike. None too slow. All right. Start us up. I, I mean, I didn't get to talk about Mini Driver as Carol Martinez. All right. What, what about it? No, I was just, I was just like, really? That's <laughs> Carol Martinez? <laughs> Chris Farley show. She was hot. Fuck. Martinez. Wait, isn't she? Uh, I thought that character. Okay. You're the expert. You have the book. Um, but in the movie, don't they say she's like half Irish or something? It's like something to that effect in the voiceover. Oh, okay. And it seems unnecessary. Other than maybe they just wanted to cast 
Mini driver. Mini drivers. So yeah. I don't bit, know. Uh, <laughs> if I can't remember what I said on a podcast four weeks ago, five weeks ago, what the hell? I'm going to read a, about a book I read 20 years ago. <laughs> you remember. Because you're like, wasn't there a lot of talk about that pretty young teenage girl in the movie? And we're like, yeah, you did for fucking 20 minutes as Jared and I tried to steer it back. <laughs> 93% on train spotting. Uh, you got no love for Mini Driver? She was like a 90s uh, it girl. It yeah. girl for me. I liked her a lot. Yeah, I, I liked her. I mean, um, I, I'm surprised that she didn't kind of take off, though. I mean, maybe it's her big old jaw. Just not as perfect as the young voice in this film. Jared, help me out here. You fantasized about being inside of a boy, please. <clears throat> I'm looking up pictures of Gross Point Blank now that we've talked about it, so I've that's I've moved that's on. the one, Jared. That's yeah, the one. yeah. I've I've moved on. I liked her in uh, Good Will Hunting. Oh, we've lost him. All right. Yeah, Michael had to go and uh, dis- <laughs> discipline discipline somebody. Hopefully, he's not using a belt. <sighs> Better than a baton. I guess we're done. <laughs> how are you using that baton? That, that's how it depends. <laughs> Get the butter. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> At least, you know. I mean, they, they jump right into it. You know, Kevin Bacon shows up and he's like, all right, take off your clothes. Yeah, I started getting really uneasy at that point. Yeah. I was like, where is this going? <laughs> why, why is he doing a strip search of a child in a, in a cell? He's like, oh. all right, now just put your clothes back on. Like, oh, oh this, no, no. <laughs> this is not going to end well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He pissed on his territory right from the jump. Thoughts? Did you all read the uh, bit of trivia where uh, Kevin Bacon, when he was uh, given the script by Levinson, that as, as soon as he got to that sequence where the, the guard says, all right, now take off all your clothes, that he knew that he was about to be asked to play that part. And it's a little Hyro-esque. It's like, why did you assume that, Kevin Bacon? Why, why, could you, why were you not the Brad Pitt part? What have you heard Jason about Patrick? me? Yeah. <laughs> why did he, he leap to that conclusion? Like, oh, yeah, this is me all over. Hollywood's a small community. You know, that information gets around. I think, I believe he was married to Kira Sedgwick, so you two probably already have your suspicions based on our Phenomenon episode. Yep. Pretty much. All right. Thank you for listening. Sober Cinema. <laughs> you wanted to end this for like 10 minutes. I got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, I thought we were done about the 15-minute mark, but we managed to I didn't want to let Carol Martinez run by. I didn't either. <laughs>